welcome to the Racketeer Collection. My name is Charlie, one of your magnificent hosts. Today we have something a little different for you. This is the first episode of the Racketeer Collection that has been recorded at, at night. night. As always, the Racketeer Collection. I, I don't know why I got confused there. The, the collection. Okay. As always, the Racketeer Collection is hosted by brothers Jack and Charlie. My name is Charlie, of course, but you know me. You know the magnificent man, the magnificent voice sliding through the airwaves to your ears. <laughs> and sitting across from me, as always, is Jack. Jack, how you doing? Hey, the, the word sliding was one of the things. Yeah, disgusting. <laughs> it was it was at, yeah, disgusting is a good word. No, I'm yeah. What's up? I'm one of the one of the other co-hosts. If you, have, if you don't know me by now, then yeah, I'm Jack. And, <laughs> what the uh, hell are you doing? Yeah, the, what the hell are you doing? Listen to the other what hundreds of hours billions of, of episodes yeah. billions we have we have hundreds of hours of content don't we yeah do we well i wouldn't say hundreds maybe a hundred hours hundred hours i mean that's a lot of hours it's a lot of hours it's, it's it feels weird when you say it like that you know all right i can't wait till we get to episode 100 yeah. which will be the end of next year actually so yeah yeah that's gonna be very cool but yeah first episode recorded at night just uh some scheduling yeah. that's going out late monday i made a post on the instagram yeah, saying that's coming out late monday so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you know trying i got together just a few minutes ago just made sure the recording went well and i showed him a few things i've been working on and pretty, i think today we things. have well we don't have much for you except for another tangent episode is that right oh i wouldn't say that it wasn't much i would say it's maybe too much because as you know whenever we get together and to record episodes there are plenty of tangents. So many, in fact, that there are whole episodes about tangents. I guess that's true. There's plenty of content within the yeah. tangents. And, you know, given, like, with the scheduling, my schedule was crazy this week. I, I worked a bunch. I mean, not a bunch as, like, considered crazy. But, I you know, I, I worked a good, like, 48 hours this week, you know? Yeah, some overtime. And some just some long shifts, some long days. Um, and I kind of just wanted to have a moment to... Not air, I was going to say air out grievances, but like, you know, I wanted a moment just to like have a platform to like talk about how, like how our lives are going and like For sure. where we're at because um, to be honest, you know, after we made kind of the change away from the chapters for the Raconteur Collection and moved into a little bit more of a free form idea, I don't know, the podcast has just been really fun to record, Feel, feels very easy to record and I like the kind of energy that we have going into these episodes and stuff like <laughs> that. Yeah. Exactly. But all of that can wait. All this, all these tangents can wait. Jack, how's your week been? It's been a pretty good week. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of research on the kind of lens I need for the camera that Jack let me borrow. He actually sent me a link. But the lens itself, I mean, used, it's like 90 bucks. So I'm just kind of waiting until I get paid again uh, to grab that. Or maybe if I can get lucky and find someone who does have one. Up all night. To get lucky. Um, other than that, I do have some Daft Punk I want to discuss. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of that little reference right there and, you know, working, I got a call from my uh, manager saying that I, there might be a new position open for me early next year, which would be great. Make some more money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. getting back into streaming again, been playing some Skyrim. That's actually been a I lot saw of that, fun. Yeah. Been playing a wood elf, like mm. thief hunter. Oh, I love it. Like I'm, I'm going like, I'm like actually like, pickpocketing. Yeah. And I'm trying to use speechcraft more. I'm trying to actually yeah, be more of a thief and not just like oh overpowered bow or whatever. Like I'm right. just trying to actually right. be more immersed. It's been a lot of fun. I'm trying to. Well, we can we can get into it later. But the freaking Jarl of Falkreath is not. I have a quest to talk to him, and yeah. he won't like expand his dialogue tree at all. 
And it's I'm interesting. like interesting. And so I've done a few quests for Falkreath, still nothing. So hmm. I got an invitation from him and everything saying, You wanna be my thane or whatever? And you know, I, I don't know. Right. But anyways, other than that, um, you know, uh, Laura's birthday is coming up. It's mm-hmm. this coming Saturday. Oh, I believe I might be getting the days mixed up. I believe it's Saturday, so I'm getting some presents for her. Exciting. Uh, looking forward to Christmas coming up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can talk about that at a later date. But um, yeah, it's been a good week and uh, worked on some music. Should try some of the demo reels from earlier. Very, he very says impressed. That they're actually really horrible. No, no. very impressed. Uh, and that demo, uh, since I started making music, it'll be ten years ago next year. Awesome. Um, in January twenty. 20- 22 will be 10 awesome. years and so i actually like, want to have a little nice like album out for the first time mm, in forever so yeah hopefully you guys are looking forward to that so yeah that'd be really awesome man i mean i was telling jack a lot of the music he was showing me is i feel very much in the vein of like an indie video game especially you know 18 16 bit the kind of style um if you guys have ever heard the axiom verge soundtrack Jack's stuff sounds a little bit like that, you know, kind of that vibe. I would say, of course, Jack's stuff is different, but um, I've never listened listened to Axiom Verge other than what you just showed yeah. me. So, and that one, you know, Axiom Verge is just a fantastic Metroidvania game that I, I I adore, and I'd love to play again. You know, it's I think it's been long enough now to where I've forgotten some things, and I could hop back in and probably really enjoy it. That was me with Skyrim. I feel like uh, I was I was doing this quest to take out this vampire, mm-hmm. and I'm going through this, this like dungeon or whatever, and this gargoyle, which I've never seen a gargoyle yeah. in Skyrim, like breaks out of like you know that statue form, and I was like, oh my god, because I I'd, I'd never yeah. seen that before. I didn't know yeah. that was a thing in Skyrim, so yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, it felt really cool. I wish I could feel like that way more, right? And like, you know, yeah, I so guess Jack, cool. have you played the DLC? Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay, so that, that's what okay. I want to do with this playthrough. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, Skyrim is great. I, and I believe we've talked about this at some point before, but the way you were talking about playing Skyrim is more, you know, immersing yourself, kind of trying to more of the role play aspect. I wish the game was a little bit more, le- like, letter. I wish the game was less structured to support that a little bit more. Yeah, a bit more freeform. Yeah. And I wish, as always, I kind of just wish the mechanics were different. So, like, when you got those sneak attacks with the bow, you felt like you could actually, like, take yeah, somebody like, out until you upgrade the damage with the bow a good bit and get yeah. the sneak attack bonus it's kind of lame that you just can't but it yeah. feels so good when you do get those but you yeah. have to be like level 20 and have your archer up to like level 50 to get yeah damage and then by the time everything's scaled with you and so it's like yeah it's just it's an interesting interesting thing though i've always i've always really enjoyed playing that stealthy archer class and Skyrim, I think it's very really fun. I'm like, I'm like actually trying to use daggers and stuff too. Yeah. I'm going like full thief oh, assassin. That's great. So. Yeah, I could do all the Dark Brotherhood stuff and all the thieves oh, guild stuff. I, I can't yeah. wait. It's gonna be a lot yeah. of fun. And I guess I am streaming that. Pretty inconsistent schedule, but I am streaming that on Twitch right now. So would love yeah. to have you guys. So Michael came in last time I was streaming it. It was great seeing him. Yeah. So excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Other than that, Charlie, I'll pass it back to you. How was your week? You know, it was... Uh, Did we already talk about your week? No, I didn't. <laughs> Golly. Um, it was kind of a long week, to be honest. Uh, this is my first week out of training after I took the assistant manager position. Oh, no, brother. And so I'm currently at the a very busy store. Um, again, I'm people who know me know where I'm at, and so I'm going to be kind of light on the details just because I do talk about the podcast at work, and I want to be a little bit careful. 
you know, mentioning things specifically. But yeah, so at a very busy store, um, you know, back to just kind of 40 hours a week. I mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. nice about this role, though, is that if I work beyond that 40 hours, I still do get paid overtime for That's it. great. That's and good. so a lot of times when I have to stay extra or stay like an extra hour here, it doesn't feel so much like, God, this is pointless, you know? And then I just have a very different perspective on it. I mean, I'm kind of taking it day by day. Uh, you know, we brought up earlier how we have, you know, 100 hours of content for the Racketeer Collection. And, yeah. you know, if we had started this and you had hours. said, man, you guys are going to have 100 hours of content, we both would have been like, what? I mean, really? You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. sounds insane. It does sound kind of insane. But that's the, that's the cool part, though. That You know, that's the, the thing about just keeping up a habit. I mean, with writing, with my writing, I mean, with anything like that, I mean you know, you feel like you're chipping away at the mountain and all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, like, I am oh, kind of high up. <laughs> made Minas Tirith, you know, out of the mountain right, or whatever. Right. So like, that's uh, very much a, a cool For aspect sure. of that. I, I've, I've kind of, just going off on that same kind of little tangent, <laughs> take a drink or tell me to say tangent. <laughs> um, I just spilled coffee everywhere. Um, uh, I texted George, our brother, younger brother George. Um, I was like, George, I am wanting to get active again and actually like, because so I'm I'm six one, but I'm the shortest brother out of all my brothers. Um, I'm also the smallest one. I'm like the slimmest one. I would agree, which is fine, but like I'd like to be like fifteen pounds heavier, mm. but it'll be with like muscle. Yeah, like I want to be. I want to like kind of bulk up a bit. So I asked him, you know, kind of. Just some basics, because he and Sam both have inspired me a lot as far as just, you yeah, know, they inspired me too. want to be more active. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest and easiest things he said was uh, just get into a habit of doing at least 10,000 steps a day. That'll start you, like, that way, even if you are eating more, you know, you're using the calories you take in, and also you're increasing your stamina, your endurance, and it's good for your heart. Yeah. And it just gets you in the habit of, like, having a routine. Yeah, so, I would agree. That's one thing I've... Uh, as I've gotten older, like routines and habits are yeah. both a gift and a curse. You know, I have they a are. bad habit of probably drinking too much coffee, but I've been, this is decaf, by the way. This is decaf coffee. Um, been doing better about that, though, because it, like six months ago, it would have been regular caffeinated coffee. Yeah, which that's insane to me because I have to cut off my caffeine at like two. Because if I drink anything past two, like it does keep me up. See, like, so I've never been to a doctor to be diagnosed, but I feel like I have ADHD or some kind of, attention disorder disorder um i'd love to go to a doctor and just be like yeah you have it or no you don't have it because regardless of the answer i'd be like oh, okay well that makes sense or okay i'm just a little strange you know what i mean i don't really want to take medication to like oh can you mail me out doc or whatever right, i just right. like i'd like to know because then i'd be like oh so the there's like a, been a reason as to why you know i do this or i don't do this or it's been difficult for me to you know whatever mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and thankfully through our company we are, we're getting insurance starting next year so i nice. can actually go get stuff done yeah so excellent you know on the topic working out i as funny i was just talking to kate and i was telling her how you got muscle last week i it was, it was really hard in my workouts you know just how much where i was working and just like the difference in schedule like my schedule hasn't changed too much, you know, like instead of working like seven to one now, I'm usually working seven to like four, right? 
So usually like, I get home, work out. But the problem is, is like pushing that just a couple hours later has, is tough. You know, by the time of the day, for some reason, I'm just like, man, ready to be done. And so that's kind of a balance I'm trying to find. And I was trying to stop myself because I was like really beating myself up for not working out last week. I was like, God, I'm, I'm just a failure. It's just all that work down the drain. And I'm like, but why am I thinking like that? Like that me not working out for a week doesn't t- take away from the fact that I worked out, you know, a lot this year. But Very for true. some reason, there's like a mental thing. And I think on a lot of people, I don't think it's just me, that like you just focus on the negative and you focus on that. And it's hard to break that cycle. You know, like I worked out today, but it does not feel that great that I worked out. I mean, I feel good that I worked out but like the good of that pales in comparison to the negative of when I don't and I'm like but why though you know why it's the whole thing where you know anytime I try to start something okay scheduled do it day one day two day three day four great something happens day five completely throws it all out of whack and then I'm like well now it's just now yeah what the heck you know like every time I try to do something but so I get into this negative cycle really trying to break that yeah um because I forget what it's called. It's some kind of like, you know, it's like a frequency bias kind of thing that your mm. brain develops. Where like the moment you're like, oh, of course something happened. Just like last time, you know, because yeah, you, you start, start identifying again. these patterns that just, it's not a pattern. It's just part of being human. Like life happens right. this way. You know, you don't know, but you go through the same, you go like driving the same routes. The same drivers are there every day or every time. So it's right. like you kind of, just for an example. So it's like, oh, why are people so crazy on this road today? Why is it so backed up today? Well, you know what's going to be. You just have chosen to not think about it. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely that's something that I kind of uh, struggle with too, for sure. But yeah, yeah, I always just find that like kind of a fascinating part of human psychology. And in fact, I feel like lately there have been two aspects. And this is kind of why I wanted to have a tangent episode because there's like a couple of things I've been thinking about in the old noggin. In the old podcast? Is that one of them? The old podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I get that lens for the camera real quick, I would like to, even if it's just for us, have like a stagnant camera here and just see what it looks yeah, like. I mean, I know cool. this lighting's horrible, but cool, though. maybe we can also talk about potentially what's the whole work situation with Kate. Can well, we see? That's the thing that's frustrating with uh, um, her job right now is that originally you're supposed to go back. In yeah, January, are they still pushing they it back? Pushing it back, so it's in February now, and it's just like, you know. I think Kate wants to get out to have more of a different routine and stop having work from home, you know, because I think she had a great comparison. We were watching because, of course, this is just my life as an adult watching SpongeBob. Oh, hell yeah, brother. (laughs) And uh, watching the one where what is it where Squidward goes to like Squidward Farms or Squid Acres. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Squid Acres or whatever. You know, she described it like that where she's like, oh, yeah, I get to work from home. And then very slowly, very, you know, as it goes on, you're like, oh, my God, like I'm just home alone. And when he starts running through the routine or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, (laughs) you know, and then I don't, I'm not around people. And then I'm not leaving the house to like a lot of like subtle things that you don't think about that you, I kind of take for granted, you know, cause I'm like, man, if I could work from home, it sounds great. But if I never left the house, like how would I actually feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's been a frustrating aspect of that. And you know, it's, it's tough. And I, yeah, I can't, cause I think I'm kind of lucky in that way because my job is a very extroverted job and so when i come home i'm ready to be home like, yeah i'm like oh stop i don't want to talk to anybody like talking to you now is not an extroverted thing for me or doing this podcast because it's just me and like i don't yeah it's just it's just the boys but you know i was uh 
to loop back, I was thinking about, you know, kind of perspectives and how, you know, how your brain always highlights the negative more than the positive. How, and this goes into like another interesting with time, right? So like, you know, the 30 minutes I spent working out felt so long, but the 30 minutes that I got home had to eat and had to relax felt like it went by in a second. And it is so crazy to me that your brain can trick you like that. How you can just trick yourself to be like, oh man, I have to do this, this workout. I have to do these uh, squats for 45 seconds. You're like, oh my God, this is taking forever. But I'm like, 45 seconds though? Like if you think, if you really like, that's not, that's nothing. That's like a blip, a tiny, even, not even a blip. Yeah. And your day. But for some reason, your brain is so good at tricking you. And I, I'm like, man, maybe when we're talking about, this is a little stretch, but like talking about like the idea of like Buddhism and being awakened and being so present in the moment, maybe like that's the key is like having control over that kind of perspective that you have and being able to tell yourself yeah. and believe it. Hey, I'm at work. Work takes so long. And then you get home and I'm home longer than I'm at work. But does it feel like that? No, it never does. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's like it's, that's always just been wild to me that it works like that. You that your brain can be your best friend. Like, I mean, I've come up with so many cool things and story ideas, but then my brain is my worst enemy. And it's just like. It's a gift and a curse. Gift and a curse. Plain and simple. So Jack, I'll toss it back to you. What, what do you kind of think of this whole thing, this whole concept? Do you think I'm The nebulous topic of time? Time, like perspective. And like the way we tend to focus on negatives and those negatives make time longer while positives don't. You know, and I've always always been curious about that. Like 30 minutes waiting forever. 30 minutes before you go to work, blink of an eye. Same 30 minutes. That 30 minutes doesn't change. It's not it's not actually going faster. It's not actually yeah, going so faster. I think just a a precursory view um of this whole idea is just when you're actively thinking about something, it is taking longer because your brain is trying to factor in. Hmm the time into whatever you're doing. Okay, I have to factor in, I have this time to wait, this time to drive, this time for work. Whereas, say, like, if you're, you know, say back when we played Fortnite or whatever, we're not thinking, like, oh, how long is this match going to be? How long is it, you know, how long is it going to take for me to run from this to this? Or how long is it going to take? You're not actively thinking about it. And so that hour goes by, you know, in the blink of an eye, like you said. Mm. But say you're at work, you're like, okay, I'm just going to serve like five guests. That should be like 15 minutes or whatever, or I don't, you know, whatever. Then you, you do that. Oh, so I'm in th- like three minutes. And you're like, no, like, and then the, you know, it, it just piles on and piles on. So there's, there's gotta be some kind of weird, like in your mind, some weird yeah. time dilation that your brain tricks for I, some, it, isn't that weird for some weird, yeah. either evolutionary reason or maybe it's, a coping mechanism or I have to think it's some kind of coping mechanism. I don't know. It's but really interesting. If it was a coping mechanism, you think it almost work in the opposite way where like your time would feel extended when you were happy and short when it was bad. Now what's interesting and I love, uh, there's a really good um, Vsauce video on this. Vsauce is an amazing YouTube channel. If you guys have not checked it out, I mean out of all the YouTube channels on YouTube, Vsauce, Michael here. Yeah, fantastic i the the guy like i wish he was my teacher because he he explains these really complicated concepts in such a good way that i'm like oh yeah of course him and a uh, jake roper of vsauce oh, three too yeah 
Oh, well, Jake Roper. I love Jake Roper. He's, he, his um, yeah. the YouTube series he's working on is actually, I think, going on to Netflix or something. Could oh, you survive the movies? Yeah, yeah. I think it's going on Netflix oh, or some cool. kind of network. Yeah. So was, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. He, yeah. That, the Vsauce channel, Vsauce 3, really good. I mean, they, yeah. But, you know, he kind of talked about that, how when you think about your week, when I think about my week, do I think about how much time I spent at work? Do I think about every hour? Could If I could recall, hey, what was that last busy hour like? No, I can't. You know, so it's weird how like, but then thinking back, you know, I'm like, oh man, I didn't do all this. I didn't do all this. And, you know, oh, work, it took up so much time, but I don't really remember work. I don't really, you know, I don't yeah. really think about it. Think I, about the times I was off work more. I wonder if that's, because, you know, because we're such creatures of habit, if that's mm-hmm. a consequence of us kind of like thinking of work as more of a habitual act rather than work. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's just something you just got to do. And so yeah. you, you're not actively thinking about it. I mean, unless maybe if you're in like a numbers job or something, hmm. even then though, you're, I don't think you're actively thinking of your every yeah. second of your every minute of every hour yeah. because that'd be too much for your brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Who yeah. knows? It's a very you know, strange. I always come back to before I took this job and a big worry of mine was, you know, I had basically had really since COVID started, like very lucky in the fact that my job was easy. I had an easy position and I had a lot of time. And one thing about taking this job is I was like, man, I'm losing that time. And that sucks. Time. You know? And because I always felt like not a, not that I think of this as like a character flaw, but I always felt like, man, Charlie, you're always looking towards the moment we have free time, right? You're always looking towards the moment where you don't have anything to do. And I'm like, why? Why am I looking forward to that? Is it because I need it? Or is it because it's like that represents some kind of weird abstract freedom for me? You know, I've completed the list. I've completed the day. You're free, you know? And this even includes things I enjoy, like writing, where I'm like, oh, but I still have to write. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, our dad gave us gave me the perfect piece of advice. He said, Charlie, just be present wherever you are. You know, wherever you are, that is where you are. And be present. you can't change that, you know. And so I've been really trying to internalize that. Be, you know, if I am at work, I'm at work. I'm going to work hard and work hard all day until I'm there. And when I'm at home, I'm going to be at be you're, at home hard. Be at home. No, but like, it, there's a difference between being at home and then mentally being at home. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I forget who who I heard it from or who told me, but the only thing you can control is how you react to the situation that you're in. Hmm. So, you know, you can't control what happens to you to, to an extent. Um, you know, you can't control the time, the weather, you know, or anything other than just how you interact or react to everything Hmm. so uh, that along with being present i think is kind of the key to really enjoying your time possibly maybe it's a it could be no i think you're right because of it facet is that a proper yeah yeah i think you're right because that's not an easy thing to do it's and i'm not really not you know like i think sometimes i can have a couple of days where that I find that rhythm. I can see the matrix, so to speak. You're like, clean, this, work, workout, home, writing. And you're like, I'm feeling great today. Yeah. And then then there are other days where I'm like, 
it feels like pulling teeth to be like, oh my gosh, I have to get home. I have to work out. I have to do some dishes. And I'm like, none, none of those things are hard awesome. individually. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you just trick yourself. So pulling teeth made me think of an old Rose Gold song. Oh, Rose Gold. Yeah. Rose Gold. Rose Gold. Rose Gold. Rose Gold. No, but it's like, for me, I find it easiest, like, it is so hard for me to keep going from like a cold start. Mm. Like if I get home from work, I'm like, okay, I am ready. I'm That's moving. A good, I like that point. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm moving. I can go. I'm gonna do the dishes. Yep. I'm gonna do the laundry. Fold the laundry. Yep. Okay. Do this. Do like I'm gonna vacuum. And then on days or it's my day off, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, like, no, same know, here. Yeah. The cars, and I'm like getting up. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm really. I think one of the biggest steps for me here soon is I'm trying to just wake up. I want to go to bed a little bit earlier, wake up at five. Like I want to get up at five, start my day and use like that first hour and a half to do like go out on a run, do some workouts, take a shower, you know, get up for school, you know, kind of get into a rhythm for like the morning at least. So that way I'm not always like, you know, I didn't do anything. I have, that is what I've been kind of settling and thinking on right now is that, that option of waking up early rather than doing my workout early gang. The problem with that is, is I enjoy staying up. And I, I it's such a hard thing to break for me. Like, because, you know, you could go to bed and wake up at five. But to you get, could what, go to bed. Eight hours of sleep. You're what? Looking at going to sleep at nine? Being Which asleep is at nine? And it's not that I don't want that. But, like, I know realistically. Here's the thing. A study has shown that most people need about seven hours of sleep. And then it varies from person to person if you need more or less. You need more. So that that's a good way to kind of figure out how much you need is like really try to be, okay, I'm going to get mm. seven hours of sleep tonight for like five days in a row. And then after that, you're like, okay, do I still feel like I need more or less sleep? Yeah. It's kind of how you start gauging that. It's a long process, but my, I think it'd be worth figuring out at some point. Yeah, you know, my big thing is trying is to your big be thing? Um, consistent with consistent. my schedule more so than being waking up earlier. So even on my days off, I'll still wake up at six, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, I think, is kind of the key for me is to start. So I always wake up at six, always wake up at six. And so then all of a sudden, I don't even have to have an alarm because I just wake up. And then... Because I think the issue now is that since I wake up at six, just on the days I have to work, on those days off, I do sleep in, and then it makes it harder, and so I kind of just break that habit, and then have to start it, rebuild it, almost complete it, oh, you break it again. And so I think that's the key for me. But then, you know, when you get off on your your Friday, and you're like, oh, I have the day off, you're like, well, I can stay up. Yeah. (laughs) And so suddenly it's like... Yeah, you know, but then you, but then I always do the thing where I'm like, man, what am I actually spending my time in the night doing? Watching YouTube yeah, videos. That, that's a question I have for many listeners out there. It's just for those of you who like to stay up late at night. What's your reasoning, and like, what are you doing when you're staying up late at night? Because yeah. like for me, it's like I, I'll use that time usually to either spend time with Laura, yeah, um, because that's time like Ellie's asleep. We can actually spend time together. Or if Laura's like on the phone with her sister or something, I will, you know, play games or whatever and just kind of like try to have like me time. Cause I have, there's so many, there's so many times that I am around other people and that I'm interacting with other people. Having like my own personal time is like 
you know, less than 1% out of the whole week. So, like, I'm trying to also figure out how to balance, like, everything in my life going on right now. Yeah. Work, um, relationship with Laura, uh, with Ellie, being a good dad, you know, being an adult, keeping up with everything. And also, at the same time, trying to focus on me and, you know, make sure I'm good doing good. There's, like, a lot. It's so, a lot. like, just it's a balancing act that always feels really hard to balance at times. Yeah. You know, but it's something that I, I guess you just learn over time or constant communication is a good thing too, though. Yeah. Being able to actually communicate. And- well, that's why I kind of wanted to have this tangent episode, right? Because, like, I've been thinking about these things and I'm definitely that type of person that, and Jack, I think you're kind of similar to this as well. Thanks for assuming. <laughs> but uh, I'm the type of person that, like, I don't, it's very rare that I feel emotions strongly. And that is including being very happy or very sad. Often, if, like, I know depression started in me when I just feel kind of blank and empty. And there's no motivation, right? Yeah. And I always found that interesting because, you know, I don't sink to abject depression. What I what happens to me is everything kind of just gets, like, boring, like gray, a, Like a single repetitive. sine wave almost. Right. Just kind of. But then on the off chance, then it's like I don't deviate that much from that in the other direction of being happy. Like nothing gets me super hyped occasionally. And this is something I've gotten better with, I feel, is just enjoying things and trying to be like, oh, man, I enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really struggle with that even to this day. It's just trying to Jack's be... not a hype man. Hype doesn't get to Jack. That's a... I, yeah, which like I want to, though. I'm not trying to be, oh, I'm the cool guy who's... Like, no, it's like I want to be excited. I want to get happy for stuff, but like... It's just difficult for me to feel those extreme highs or extreme lows. And I feel like there's some kind of weird, um, like, switch in my brain Hmm. that if I start, like, you know, say, like, oh, like, something's happening, I'll just, like, it'll it'll flip. And then I'll just kind of just deal with it until, like, it passes. But, like, I won't, like, react emotionally or whatever. I'll just kind of almost, like, robot-y, just kind of deal with it and then all that baggage just you know worry about it later yeah which is very unhealthy yeah. i don't know where i get that from but um we definitely, definitely i need to work on we definitely have like a handle it mentality and we're sold it like sorted out later but the problem is is like when you have that mentality i think sometimes you don't sort it out later yeah you just kind of like learn to be okay with yeah. trauma and, and like and it's frustrating for everyone else who's trying to like like I need your opinion on this or like, what do you think about this? You know? And then my answer is how time is, I don't know. Or yeah. I don't like, I, I, I legitimately don't know. Cause I feel like my brain's shutting off and I don't know how to answer this question or whatever. Right. You know, it can be, that can be with work, family, friends, any situation, you know, hmm. it, it's, it's strange for sure. Strange. And I don't know if that's something that I need there. I think, I think honestly, most people need, therapy in some form or another yeah um whether it be actually sitting on talking with someone or i don't know or just like kind of like group therapy as well being able to like sit down and like have an actual yeah. open conversation with people it's really it's more accepted today it but is. it still is pretty rare to be able to actually get good help yeah because it costs money to get good help yeah. so well that's why i'm thankful i have you know the people like in my life that I have, because I feel like most people that are in my life, I can talk to, you know, you know, I I can't, I can't talk to you, Charlie. No, I can't talk to you, but that's the end. Jack, give me a time check. Time check.
Uh, three hours. No, there are thirty-two minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So the next thing in my mind, not maybe a little bit less heavy, right? A little bit less emotionally less heavy. A little bit less emotionally heavy. Adaptations. Okay. Discuss. <laughs> There's no. so many <laughs> different branches so, on this tree. So this came about, okay, Amazon recently released their Wheel of Time series, right? Wheel of Time is a, you know, a cornerstone in the fantasy genre, right? 12 book series, um, Robert Jordan, finished by Brandon Sanderson. You know I've read Brandon Sanderson. Yes. So this big touchstone series, and the I was I saw a review on IGN, gave it a nine, and I was like, Cool. I'm excited to get into another fantasy series. Watch first episode. I was like, this show's utter garbage. I'm sorry to anybody I like there, but like it did not hit me right. I was like, this is just cheesy. It just seems like a young adult novel like adaptation. You know, that kind of feeling where it's like, oh, there's an attractive main character. He's young. And then there's magic. And then there's very danger. like stereotypical kind now, of now it's it's tough because like I understand that like in, I'll, I'll say this. I have not even finished the first Wheel of Time book. I'm listening to it on audio right now. So, you know, because I want to I get the full feel. But coming into the show, I was excited because I was like, oh, man, this is going to open up a whole new avenue, a 12-book series. If I like this show, I can start reading the books and be excited about it to come. Man, I was very disappointed. Flash forward, right? So then you come to last night. No, a couple nights ago. Get home. What was last night? Was last night? Yeah. My okay. days are good. Last night. But I came home. My days are so mixed up, man. Kate's, ha- Kate's watching Lord of the Rings. Nice. She's reading Lord of the Rings. Lottle. Now, Lord of the Rings is not a perfect adaptation of the book. Not at all. However. N- not yet. Not really. However, I would argue that the movies captured the spirit and the feel of the books very well. I, I would agree. I would agree. And... So to me, when I see, oh, hey, they left out Tom Bombadil from Fellowship of the Ring, I'm like, fine. Because as a movie, this works and this is good. Yeah. I feel now, like there's you know, a, yeah, go ahead. Because like with a book, I think people have a mentality of like, it's a book. I'm okay with reading a lot of exposition, a lot of like explaining. With a movie, it's so much more difficult to make that make sense to people who don't know right. Lord of the Rings. There's a depth. Uh, like, which you could go in depth, but then you lose out on the people who, not that they don't care, but just like, then you risk making it a bad movie. Is there really just twenty five minutes of them talking to Tom Bombadil and like, right, learning all right. Of the backstory, and then he's never brought up again? Yeah, like, what's the point? That's so. That's exactly my point. Is that oftentimes the structure of a book does not make a good movie, right? Does and not I equate. Think that's very evident in something like Kate and I just recently watched through all the John Wick movies, right? Because we watched, Dick. I made the recommendation of the Born Identity. We watched all three Born Identity movies up to Born Ultimatum. I've only seen bits and pieces of those. Born movies. Ultimatum. Born Ultimato. <laughs> born. <laughs> give you the Ultimato. <laughs> born of Tomato. But, uh, and then so coming from those movies, and of course the action of those movies are very cutty, very choppy. I was like, man, I want to watch something like clean, crisp. So I was like, hey, Kate, let's watch John Wick. I love Clean John Wick, Christ. right? But John Wick is entirely a movie creation and works so well because of that, because that's, it knows what it's doing, right? Yeah. I still have yet to watch. I, I need to watch John Wick. Ugh, Jack, I think you would get a kick out of it. I think I would, too. Everyone it, says it's it super cool. It gives me 
and this is how I know you, I think I know you like it. There are moments where like the action, I think drags a little bit too long, especially in the second, third movies. But there are moments when the action where I give the, like the Charlie chuckle, the, Oh my God, you know what I mean? And it's just like, Oh really? Like that's like, there's this moment in one of the movies where they're having a knife fight and these guys are just picking knives off shelves and just throwing them at each other. And at one point, Keanu Reeves playing John, John Wick. Wick grabs a bunch of knives and he like throws like six knives into this dude in like the span of like two seconds. He's just like, doop, 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 and the guy's like, ah, nah. and I'm like, oh my <laughs> oh, dang. gosh. Like it's dude, just, I'm- it gets to the point where it's like, this is like a really good video game. That's what it feels like where you're like, this is not, it's not realistic. It's not super realistic, but it's grounded in a way that makes it feel great. Like John Wick's always reloading. He's always like getting hit or like getting knocked back. And, so, like, even though it's not real, like, John Wick gets hit by, like, four cars. Walks away. You know, as Fine. you do. As you do. Meanwhile, what's his name from, <laughs> what, um, Heavy Rain? Gets hit by a car, it's stopped, and... Yeah. My boy! I don't even I say my boy, but Heavy something Rain. like that. What's it? Did you hear that Quantic... John! Did you hear that Quantic Dream, team behind Heavy Rain, is doing a Star Wars game called Star Wars Eclipse? Star Wars Eclipse, huh? Yeah. That sounds interesting. Um, trailer's really interesting. Speaking of just more games, I mean, I decided to interrupt your little That's okay. adaptation here. Have you seen the stuff for the, like, the Matrix game world that they're releasing? This I really have, meta I haven't, I've heard about it, like, read about it, but I haven't seen it yet. There, it looks pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. Like, just some of the vehicle, like, I'm I, excited I was going to through watch TikTok, the Matrix movie. And, um, yeah, they're making a new one, aren't they? Yeah, coming out soon, actually. Um, you know, there's uh, some stuff with like the car physics that are really cool, like car crashes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like as close to realistic as you can get without it being like yeah, it's kind of like an Unreal Five tech demo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's it's a really cool. I wish I had a PS Five to play it. I but, know. Um, by the way, I'm registered on the PS like the PlayStation website. Dude, I feel like I've been registered on that the entire time. Yeah, and so I'm just like. If I swear, if you get one, if you can buy two, if you I, like I will. come across, let me know, and I'm just gonna, I'll send you the money immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll do the same for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's that, Billy? Yeah, yeah. But so adaptations, Jack. Yes. You know, you got the Cowboy Bebop one that was canceled. The Cowboy Bebop one. That's another. That's a great. Oh my gosh, Jack! Great example where I love the anime, and so you know, I went to the show a little bit like skeptical because. Anime, very, I will say, I have not seen an anime adaptation that does well. Like a live action anime adaptation. It, they're always cheesy and bad. Death always. Note. Cowboy Bebop is not bad. However, the only thing I could think while watching the first episode, and I've only watched the first episode, the only thing I could think is, why am I just not watching Cowboy Bebop the show? Like the original. Why? What's the point? What if if the show is going to go out of its way to copy the style that much, why and like copy the and I know this the show changes the story, but like if you're going to go out of your way that much to copy the style, why not make it more of your own thing and mm-hmm. make it like a the spiritual successor or something like that? Like Almost I don't like quite a- understand this need to like 
Another example, another adaptation. Last of Us is getting a TV uh, TV series. Yeah, I've seen and bits and pieces of that. I'll watch the first episode, but is it going to be as good as a game? No, it's not. Like, I am not convinced that, like... Well, so the, in that same breath, I hope it's I hope it does its own thing in a way that the game couldn't portray. Yeah, so my question to you, Jack, is what is an adaptation? It could be game to movie, movie to game. What adaptation do you think was really good? Mine is Lord of the Rings, where, like, I do think that Lord of the Rings, while I would choose the books if I had to pick, Mm -hmm. I do think the movies capture the spirit and the feel. I mean, Howard Shore's score, I mean, God. It makes me cry. I can't even. It makes me cry. I mean, listen to our, you know, Lord of the Rings episodes. Like, I love those movies. I just think they're so good. Like, Ian McKellen's line as he's talking about Gandalf, 2020 is the what, are you saying anything? <laughs> no, yeah, he was kind of like, he just got kind of like muffled whisper. <laughs> you can learn everything there is about Hobbit. <laughs> Ian McKellen, you're here. <laughs> oh my God, it's Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen, I'd say. Sir pull, pull the chair. <laughs> but, uh, so what do you think is, what is an adaptation that's so, on your mind? I haven't read the book, nor have I played through the whole game. <laughs> But the reason I say that I think there's, it's a decent adaptation is because there have been three games made. Metro 2033. Interesting. So, very basic overview. It's a story that takes place. Um, Ooh, it's by a Russian author. I forget his name. I apologize. Uh, but basically, all of human civilization is underground in metros because either some war or some kind of alien invasion or something took over the surface, basically. And so you have all these different camps and sects of people through all these metros, all throughout Russia and Europe and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's, at the very beginning of 2033, you learn that, I guess, what's been identified as, what is it called? Homo novus. And they say it's the next evolution mm. in, like, you know, the human evolutionary tree. Right. Um, but there's been three games made from that. And I really want to, like... Find the book if I can. I've always it. heard those games are good. Yeah, like and it's a very gritty yeah. first-person shooter kind of game, and it's it's very cool. Um, That's a good call out because Metroid. But I, I don't want to give it too much praise because, like I said, I haven't read yeah. the book yet or even be in the game. But I just based on the reception it's gotten and also the fact that there are three games kind of makes me want to believe that it's doing something right at least. Right. Well, I would say the same for The Witcher. Right. The Witcher is a I think another example of an adaptation, but that's an interesting adaptation of book to game right and that is an interesting one book to game book to game which book you don't game, see game that often but yeah like metro is a good example metro has always reminded me of like russian fallout but in the yeah. best way instead of like the fev virus which is the mutants they have this whatever virus it is you know yeah it's very um cool. i thought I, of another one well if i can just theorize on it i mean if you, Pontific- have an actual you can pontificate one. oh i do have another um one. I wish the Resistance series. I think that'd make a well, great show. That's the thing. That's what I was make a going great show to or say. Even a book. Um, you also have. Oh, I was just thinking of it. Oh my gosh, it's it's left my mind. Hold on. Uh, just like any Call of Duty campaign into a movie, almost that. Okay, that is what I'm saying, right? Because watching because Vanguard the campaign, there's a lot more cutscene time right. in this one. Like they're like I'm talking like. Anywhere between one to five minute long cutscenes, like way longer than in previous games. And it, it looks fantastic. And it plays out like a movie half the time. And I'm like, if this was a movie, 
I'd watch this because it's pretty freaking dope. That is the one thing I will say. So like Call of Duty, I've often wondered why they haven't had a movie because it just seems like something you would do because Call of Duty, like you think like, oh man, they want some money there's and people so would much, go see it too. That's yeah, there's it. so many characters and like story you could do with that game. I think the reason they haven't done it though is because there already is a pretty substantial genre of like, I don't know what to call it, but like espionage, military thrillers, Are Jack they, Reacher, like the Tom, like some Tom Clancy ones. But like what, like I know like there's a lot of like, you know, espionage. I know there's a lot of that, but like how many like, but that's what I'm saying. Close knit, like military personnel movies are there recently. I mean, right. the last one I can think of Band of series is Band of Brothers. Yeah. Fantastic series. I mean, I want to watch that with Laura sometime. And that's the thing is, like, you know, Activision has, and of course, oh, there's all this stuff, all this shit going on with Activision oh right my now. Oh, God. Yeah. But, like, they have enough money to make a Band of Brothers style show and just call it Call of Duty. And, like,. They could, yeah, they just call it Call of Duty. If they they were like, hey, HBO is doing a Call of Duty series that's based off the Black Ops games, I would be like, heck yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, just short, like 10 episode series. That's what's so weird is like, why not do that? Resistance is another great one where it's like, People have kind of re- forgotten what Resistance was. You and I love Resistance. I mean, Resistance he- Fall Man, by the way, is an alternative World War II history shooter game where a virus, an alien virus from outer space, they, they call the Chimeran yeah. virus. Um, there's some more details I'm missing, but it lands in Russia, basically blacks out Russia off the map. Um, and it, it is until it invades like Europe in the that 50s. The, in the 50s and 60s that the US gets involved. Right. So it's it's a very cool. It's Bleak. almost like sci-fi military yeah. world. Yeah, you know, Resistance, again, is one of those ones that I just think would do so well as a show. Like, And that, I think, is what is interesting to me, is who... Why? Who, why? What if? <laughs> Whom? Who's going out there and choosing some of these adaptations, right? Because, like, with the Wheel of Time one... I understand that you want to do it, right? But it's a 12-book series. It's not like The Witcher, which is a little bit more episodic, and you could have <laughs> a series and be done. But, like, I feel like there are so many times where I see these, like, announcements like they want to do a Mass Effect series, which is a... And let me remind you, Mass Effect is a series that heavily features one character and is all about the choices you as a player make, which is weird. Now... And saying that I don't think a Mass Effect series would be good, you know what series I do think would be good? Skyrim. Starcraft. Starcraft would be another one. Like Skyrim. Like, because, like, why, I don't understand why these people are choosing these weird ideas, or they're saying, hey, you know what, we really like what Skyrim's doing, let's make something that's like that. Like, it doesn't have to be that exactly. Is it, do you think it's because there's not enough people out there who are coming up with good ideas, or do people look at something like, Mass Effect and say, hey, this has a lot of appeal. The name is so important to something. So it's more based on name recognition and how much money we can make more so than it is based on, hey, let's make a good adaptation. Do you think it's that negative or do you think it's it's a battle of the both and like the good adaptations do come forward? Like Handmaid's Tale, I would say, is a fantastic adaptation of the book. I think it, it has to do with, uh, you know, you have these huge franchises mm-hmm. that while I do think they'd make a lot of money in different mediums, I think that the budget for them would be so high. Mm-hmm. And that's probably 
um, like a cost. What's the term? Cost something, whatever. Cost benefit. I don't know. Someone out there knows what I'm trying to talk about. Anyways, the cost of actually producing it might be way too much. Say, like, imagine trying to produce the level of, like, stuff that happens in Call of Duty for, like, a whole series. We're talking, like, tens of millions per episode for something like that. But I feel like like things that aren't as good still get produced for just as much money. Game of Thrones last season? No, but... That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess... I think what it is, right, is that up at the top, I think it's very hard for somebody who has, like, unique and creative ideas to actually get through because it is such a risk, right? And so I think that's why sometimes you do see adaptations playing it safe. That being said, though, like, Dune is a great adaptation. It's not like the book, again, where, like, there is a distinct decision I think that's made at some point that says, hey, we are not going to do the book scene by scene. We're not going to do it like that. It's probably, I, I still kind of go back to it being a, a whole cost thing and it probably them trying to diverge from the medium that they've been doing, you know, but like, cause like if Call of Duty went out and made a movie and it got half the amount of purchases or whatever that the, you know, Modern Warfare 2 got, that would make it one of the most successful successful series of all time. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. But this, I don't know if they're willing to take that risk. But I do think because it hasn't been done, there is a market for it. But I don't, I don't know if someone hasn't talked about it or if it's been thrown around. I don't know. Well, and I mean, then you and then you even have like the world, the Warcraft movie, exactly. Which I thought was a really cool Warcraft movie. wasn't I a thought, good movie. I it looked cool. wasn't a good movie. But I thought it looked cool. It sounded cool. I liked the way it was presented. But it was a fun movie. But that might have been kind of the last nail in the coffin for people trying to make movie adaptations. Because there really hasn't been one since, has there? Well, but then you think of things like, but there's Sonic. And Sonic was weirdly successful. Successful enough to the point where now they're doing like a Mario movie. With Chris Pratt voicing Mario, which is that's so uh, dumb, weird. I, it's a me, Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> what I, you know what I mean? Like so, at some point, you know, because I often think like I would love to get into the industry because I I see these decisions being made and these so you get choices, and I'm like, wouldn't it have been so much easier just to do it this way? Like, wouldn't it have just been easy? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And I I've always not like who who in the room didn't say something right save the earth like who uh, how did you let this thing happen uh, right yeah it's uh definitely a weird thing like i think i think for example of and i guess this topic is kind of branching away from adaptations to more just media in general yeah media but i think i think of you know the star wars prequels right yes and who, why did nobody tell George Lucas, hey, this is a bad idea. This is not good. Because it's not hard. Well, and see, maybe I'm taking that for granted. Because I was about to say it's not hard to write a decent story. But with all the movies that come out, you think it is probably hard. But I'm like, I don't think it's that hard. Like, John Wick is not, like, a 10 out of 10 movie, but it is a very enjoying movie. It does exactly what it needs to do. It gets I, in, gets yeah. out, and you're good. I think there's this weird 
almost like standard in the uh in the mind of a lot of these like I don't know who's making the decisions, producers or who or whoever, but the like, Marvel seems to be getting it totally right. Yeah, like where it's like, oh, it has to have this, it has to be like, well, no, like as long as you follow the substance of whatever you're trying to adapt, the spirit, the spirit of it, and you keep that in there. Like if they're the problem. if they make a Call of Duty movie and there isn't a part where like it shows his hands close up, that's there's no spirit. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. Maybe maybe that's the missing piece. Is maybe how it's, do you adapt this first person game into a movie? Yeah, and that how could do you too. how do you adapt the feel, right? Because feel and like spirit and tone is kind of subjective, right? Because I famously like I know like when like our mom first saw Lord of the Rings, she didn't like it because it was very unlike the book. And like that that's such an interesting thing. Just such a very bizarre. I don't know, aspect to just this this creative world, right? Because I think all the time I'm like, man, why for example, like Harry, like Harry Potter, right? Harry Pothead. Harry Pothead. <laughs> why are they doing a Fantastic Beasts series, like movie series? And why aren't they just doing a series that follows like some ors who are hunting down Death Eaters and make it more of like a crime show? Like that would be awesome. Because crime is huge right now, man. You know what I mean? It's like why? Like what? But no, you're doing this other weird thing that has other characters, has Dumbledore in it. It, I think for me, and maybe this is me personally, but like when I want to see like, I love it when sequels to things are very different, right? Yeah. Um, that's the reason why I like the third Uncharted game out of the series compared to like a lot of people will say the second one is the best one. And I think the second one is a better game, but the third one for me, it just has some moments in there that is that it just so ties it above, together so far above like the desert scene where you're just walking in the desert. It's very cool. And the whole idea of just that, like Drake stealing his past and stealing who he was. There's and, a lot of very like thematically powerful yeah. things that happen in three. And I've always appreciated those things. And, you know, and this actually goes all the way back. This is a deep cut. Michael will get this. So Michael, this one's for you, but darker than black anime series oh my gosh yeah that is the, a deep cut the first season's very good the second season which focuses on a different character and has the main character of the last season kind of as downbeat you know he's not doing good anymore it's kind of a rough guide you know training this new girl people hated that one but i loved it i thought it was great like i love seeing characters kind of turned around and changed a little bit and but this, I think, is maybe subjective on my end. And the reason I say that is, and I'm sorry for our audience out there who's not very into games because I'm talking a lot about games and anime. Hey, but it's fine. That's what they signed up for over but, at Patreon.com. You know, I think about, in spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, no. Spoilers. So if you have not played Last of Us Part 2 and you want to, Yeah, stop. skip ahead like 30 seconds. But when Joel dies, <gasps> our brothers, Sam and George, hate the fact that oh joel dude and it doesn't bother me like i'm like why at no part when that was happening was i like oh joel wow he would do that like i was like oh my gosh like this is i know really good for like the story it was horrible like this is good for like it sets up so much for the game i think last was last was two's biggest thing that holds it back is the fact that pacing it's just too long the the pacing is too long i think it would have been very cool if you played it through as ellie and then you unlock um dude and then you unlock 
at Abby's. I think I found the perfect the perfect way for last was part two, right? So I think all you have to do is flip it. I think you start as Abby and then you play as Ellie. Because after playing through Abby, you'll be so excited to play as Ellie again. You'll be like, oh hell yeah. Yeah. But like, no, that was a game that I thought even to this day, people oh, I don't want to I don't want to get into it. it. Yeah. I, I will say one thing that I really dislike. I wish I wouldn't I only have my social media really to occasionally post and then to post about what I'm working on project wise. But I do not find myself scrolling yeah, on them I, way too often. Too. I, I've been better about, but um just people are so vindictive, spiteful, hateful. I know. And I'm just like, guys, like just enjoy it. It's like, not fun. Like, even with this new Call of Duty, I was like, though they praise the campaign and multiplayer, but the zombies were lacking. I was like, the zombies is like the best part about this. It's so much fun. It, that like, just goes to show you, like because they change it up. The waves are now like objective based waves. You know, it's no longer just oh, kill zombies. Next wave, kill yeah. zombies. It's like there's so it's really just kill zombies. But you know, transport this thing, grab this things, or do this, purge this. Yeah. You know, like they've mixed it up a bit. I'm like, I like this formula because you can do a lot yeah. with this formula. But that you know, I that just goes into the point of like review scores, right? Um, because when I think ultimately that that conversation comes around because people attach scores to things and I understand why, like I get it, but it doesn't always work. Like the wheel of time, IGN gave it a nine and I was excited because I was like, you know what? I usually trust it, but did I read the review? No, I just saw the nine. (gasps) You did the cursed thing. I did the cursed thing. Right. And so what you hate. It is like so, so subjective what people will like and what people will put up with, right? And to the point where like, I love The Last of Us Part Two. I think it's great. And I would rate it so high, you know? Probably Last of Us Part One or Part One. Last of Us would rate higher, the first one in my book. But not, you know, I think, and like your example of Call of Duty. Like people are like crapping all over this Call of Duty. And then people are like, oh, great about halo and it's just like but then you dive into it and people are still crapping on halo i know and it's just like this is mentioned a little bit on another podcast listen to uh last stand media podcast sacred symbols playstation podcast hosted by colin moriarty you gotta speak up a little bit there charlie your your levels got really it's okay people people gonna hear it um but that they always talk about how toxic it is with people just like hating things. And I'm like, I think at some point it's become like a character trait to like dislike certain things. We talked about this way back in our music episode and in our anime episodes about like how there are people who will not like you just because you like certain artists, which is insane. That is insanity. Yeah. I I will say like, especially if you're on TikTok at all, um, people go out of their way to make, literally anything like their whole personality like yeah a big one is people being uh neurodivergent which the uh definition escapes me neurodivergent but it's you know maybe you can look it up real quick I'll look it up real quick yeah thank you um but basically people are like you know everything has to cater to them immediately or you're against them mm-hmm. you know like if you're not for them 100 percent, then you're against them or it can be it's it's really I'm a very accepting person. I don't, you know, 
I don't really judge anyone. Uh, you know, if someone else be nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Whatever. Like, I'll be cordial. You know, I really could care less as long as you're not harming anybody. But there are people who, if I was like, oh, like, I don't really get that. Oh, so you are attacking me because I have an issue that I don't actually, right. un- it's like, I, what, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse I, me. You know, it's, I think it's just balance. I think especially in the online space, it's worse. I think in real life, that kind of falls apart a little bit. I, I think you're right. I don't think it actually holds up. And I think that's a problem is that line is starting to blur between the presence that you create on social media and then the present, like who you are as a person. I go back to this. I mean, one of my we're, favorite. We're at, we're at an hour, by the way. Cool. We'll, we'll wrap it up here. Better wrap it up. But one of my favorite shows with Netflix got years ago was uh, the Queer Eye reboot, right? Really good, like heartwarming show. In fact, like anybody out there who needs like, just feels like they need like a good happy boost about like people just accepting and loving each other no matter who they are. Watch that show. The freaking series Netflix has, Love on the Spectrum. Have you seen that? No. It It is so good. Oh my gosh. It's people who are on the uh, the autism spectrum. Oh, you know, I think I've seen the trailer like, for that. Yeah. It is, it's so, it is so good. Yeah. Like, cause there's so much just like genuine emotion in there. Yeah. Because, you know, the, 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 the way they present themselves and the way that they're, oh, yeah, that's, that's it, it's so, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I bring up that show to say that I don't know. I don't remember. One of the guys in that show, you know, is helping somebody and this person like basically represented their whole life through their sexuality. So they were gay. And so that was like everything about them. And he said, like, listen, like, it is fantastic that you're gay and that is what you want to do. But that is just a pillar of who you are. Like you as a person are composed of so many more things than just that. Yes, you can like that. And yes, you can be proud of it and show it off. But at the end of the day, that's not just who you are. It's not just that. And I was like, damn, go off, man. Go off. Damn, because that's so true. Yeah. And that's not just for like, you know, I would say what the the social left side of things like that is for anything. I mean, people who play games. Oh, I'm a gamer. You know, I, I'm like, oh, I'm a gamer. Go home, gamer girls. And it's just like, okay, yeah, you play games. That's one part of you. Oh, yeah, you like, like people anime? People used to say all I was was Call of Duty and Daft Punk. You know what I mean? Like, And so like that's just one part of you. That's not, you know, gah. Gah. So, Speaking I, of the left, have you ever watched Hassan Piker? Uh-uh. He's this like left kind of like socialist guy on, he like streams on Twitch or whatever. Anyways, he and Ethan from H3H3 H3 do a podcast together. Oh. And it's it, it's so good. There's this part where he's because he's like six four. He's like this huge guy, and Ethan's this small guy. And he was like, I have this like eighty pound vest that I wear sometimes. And Ethan's like, Oh, it's not that hard. Puts it on, and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> and it's it's really good. But um, it is funny. But he's he's interesting. Um, if you want to check him out, hmm. interesting. Uh, but yeah, so we're near the end. I got one story before we go here. We'll have okay. We'll skip recommendations so we can end up okay. Jack's precious time. No, I'm, we can do recommendations. I'm just exasperatedly sighing. So, at the place I work, every Friday there's what's known as a kid rush, where all the school, all of the rich kids get out of their rich private schools. Um, anybody in Tulsa probably knows where I'm talking about now, but I I am appalled by the behavior of these children. To the point 
where like these like middle school and elementary kids are like cursing at each other. They're being like just dicks to each other. They're like touching other people's drinks. And I'm like, man, like if if our parents saw us doing that, like we would get in so much trouble anyway. So I'm handing out drinks as I do. This kid, this kid comes up to me and he's like, do you like anime? And I was like, yeah, I like anime. And he goes, I hate anime. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, I only watch real shows. Like he was like trying to like get to me and I'm like standing there and I'm like, okay, cool. What real shows do you like? And he's like, I just like real shows. And I'm like, yeah, what shows? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, and he like just like walked away like all like confused and, and i was like, like dude like i'm sorry 12 year old child you're not gonna get to me by saying that i'm a nerd for liking anime like yeah that's one thing as i've gotten older what is, are like, you doing i like, really could care less what people say about what i'm into or anything. i'm like i'm like geez like these kids are our future and i have no <laughs> faith in them they're like running around this is like a fancy place that i work at and they're like jumping on the lawns. They're like swinging off the trees. They're it's messing horrible. with the Christmas lights. They're destroying stuff. And I'm just like, I really want to go to the principal of these schools and be like, listen, I'm concerned because I hear a lot of foul language from your students. Like I would, lo- I would kill to be Yo, there. Who try? You're <laughs> maybe we're all boomers on the inside. You know what I'm saying? But no, it's not that. It's not that. It's like it's not all of them. There are kids who are like, oh, I have an order for this, and I'm like, oh, it's not ready yet. And they're like, okay. And they wait peacefully and quietly. So they're like our, our brothers. They're, they're, they're just polite. Like, And listen, I know kids are going to be kids. It's not kids that. Kids are going to be douchebags. It's more the fact that like these kids are going out of their way to be like mean. Like this kid was trying to pick on me. I'm like, what? Why are you trying to pick on me? Can we talk me? about how also what? What old people at stores oh my gosh. are so. <sighs> so when I, I work beer, obviously. I work beer. I work beer. You know, I just go to stores and I pull pallets out. I can't tell you how many of these, like, older women, like, in their 80s, 90s, or whatever, just act like I can stop my pallet on a dime. Or I'm like, they see me, they see me, and they're just like, turn the cart sideways, and I'm like, move! Like, I'm moving this literally, without, like, 1,500 pallet, you need to move. <laughs> or I'm like, okay, yeah, of course. You can you can shop right there, right where I need to go, and they take forever. I'm like, just waiting. Please, like, move. Or then you get the, the guy who comes up and goes, just put that whole thing in my truck. And I'm like, huh, huh, yeah. Uh-huh. As long as you split it with me, you know, like, you haven't heard that one before, you know. Dude, okay, one more pet peeve. I hate it when people go, hey, where's a good place to eat? And I'm like, while you're working, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, there's this place over on uh, Brookside, you know, you can get some really good sushi there. And they're like, okay, where's that? And they're holding their phone in their hand, and it is so hard for me to be like, Google it, man. Like literally, Google Brookside, and you it'll could come Google. Up. Just type it in. You could type in good places to eat, and guess what? It'll populate places because it's tracking where you are. Like, why? Why are yeah. you like? Why are you going out of your way? Oh, where? How do you get there? You literally have. Well, okay, you're gonna go a powerful down. Powerful computer in your hand. You're gonna take a right. Oh, where? Where do I take a right at? Oh, on 17th Street. Okay, where's 17th Street? I'm like, oh my god, I can't help you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, sorry. Let me draw out a detailed map of the city for you <laughs> and circle this. Now take this, scroll it up. It's just like, 
be self-sufficient. Like, just figure it out. Like, I, I will say, like, I'm, you know, I have obviously am not 100% self-sufficient, you know, but I would like to get to the point to where I'm like, you know, very much buying everything, you know, local or like getting things myself because I'm just, I'm so tired of seeing these people who are so entitled of everything. And I'm just, I don't want to ever become that person. I want to be. See, the thing is, I don't think we will. I mean, yeah, but there, there's a part of me that's like, well, am I getting too comfortable? Am I, is it bad that I can walk to the store and get anything I could possibly want? No. No? But I mean, it's bad if you're spending all your money on it. I have Jack. thousands of dollars in debt. Jack. Yeah. This, this has, been has been the episode of the Rocketeer Collection all about tangents. At, at night. night. Um, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, apologies for it going up late. But I feel like we had a great discussion. Yeah, it'll probably kinda, go uh, early Tuesday, honestly, at this point. We hit, you know, a bunch of good dif- different topics, a bunch of cool different things. Um, you know, rigmarole, if you like us, follow us on all the social media feeds, support us on Patreon, all that good stuff. You know that. Please, please, start, if you have the time right now, open up Google, search the Raconteur Collection, and try to find a link that links to our podcast and click on it. Get us up there in the search results because... I also want to apologize because I made up, on the last episode, I made up the Quartz Foundation. And in our Discord, Michael was like, oh man, I'm so excited to look into the Quartz Foundation. And he goes, wait a second. Every time I search for it, it just leads back to the Rack and Tour collection. <laughs> and I was like, yes. 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 You followed through the true conspiracy. <laughs> we all the Quartz Foundation. Ah! Ah! Everyone out there. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Goodbye. 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 And music. <laughs>